0: G'day Raiders family, it's Berkey here and welcome to this week's post-match review for our Manly game round seven last uh, last uh, Sunday. Um, look, that was a hard one to swallow, uh, bitter about it. Um, that one hurt even more I think than the Melbourne game in round two. Obviously with Melbourne we're expecting to lose in, in some way, shape or form playing Melbourne so early in the year getting our combinations together heading to round seven against the Manly side, which on paper did not look as good as us, um, and a Manly side that's been up and down, but as they say, games aren't, uh, games aren't won on the paper, they're won on the, f- they're, they're, they're won on the field, and we just fell down a couple of areas. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a hardy, but still five and two, still in the top four, there's no panic stations. Uh, we can probably see from that the work that we have to do in certain areas. Uh, just to just to re-establish the confidence, uh, the ability. That stuff doesn't get lost overnight. It's still there. We'll just regroup, um, and I'll sort of cover off some of this later on in the top ten. But guys, we've got to keep this, and we've got to keep this in perspective. And that's my number one of this week's uh, top ten. We just have to keep it in perspective. Anyone who thought we were going to go 25 wins, one loss, honestly, have rocks in their head. There is no way, shape, or form that nearly any side in the modern era, I think, can go. Um, undefeated or 25-1 or 24-2. It's just too hard throughout the year to maintain that level of intensity without a drop-off. And as I think I said last week, um, the Raiders probably are now becoming a little bit of the hunted side, more than the hunter. Uh, we've established a really good, solid base for the year. Uh, and obviously, we haven't lost that overnight. It's just as I said, we've just got to tweak a few things this week to get back into the winner's circle against Penrith. I mean, looking at some of the stats... 53 missed tackles, if you don't mind, nine errors, seven line breaks, 15 offloads, which it seemed like 30 to myself, as well as 13 penalties conceded, and we only lost by four points. So that there's a horror show. If you read that for a side and never saw the score, you'd swear it was 30-nil, 40-nil, but 24-20, that's a positive to take out of it. I don't think those stats will be that bad again throughout this year and we only lose by four points. So, peeps, let's just keep things in perspective. Let's take a breath. As I said, there's always this week coming, which I'll cover off shortly. Um, and let's remain a half glass full type of outfit, uh, knowing that we're on the right track. We've got a good base and a good foundation and we've had a lot of those wins in the bank now which are which are most important to us. So number two, I've gone for Hodjo. Now my own perspective of Hodjo so far, he hasn't, he hasn't set the world on fire so far this year. Um, he's been a bit stuttering. Uh, he still moves that beautiful line out of dummy half, but I think the opposition defences are starting to read him a lot better now. On the weekend I noticed Manly were looking up at their play, not so much looking at what Hodjo was going to do. Manly had the confidence with their markers chasing to put pressure on him and their markers not once never stood back and watched what he was going to do. They, once again, like I said about Manly with Cherry Evans, they took off Hodgson's time management and made him forced decisions. You'll see, I think, in that first half where he did that um, uh, grubber kick with Manly defenders all around him. wasn't his best play, but he was getting pressured from the inside from Manly to make a decision. So the only way we can get him without being pressured for time is for us to win that ruck even more so. We need to be up at least before uh, one of the Manly defenders are up and leave one on the ground. So we just give Hodjo that breathing space and we need that roll on. The other really big thing Hodjo needs, like Manly did with us on the weekend, I think we need to get some more offloads into our play, that second and third stage, which once again just gives Hodjo that breathing space to get out of dummy half, Um, uh, take his time with his passes and just sum up what's happening. Manly did that really well on the weekend with those offloads and it killed us. And it really hurt in a lot of ways. And just those second efforts really sucks a lot of energy out of you. So I think if we can tweak that area, it'll give Hodjo a lot more space and openness to do what he does best. Number three, I've gone for Jordan Rapana now. I thought Jordan's game on the weekend was exceptional. Um, but there was a massive ripple effect, wasn't there, when he went off and we had to shuffle things around. Once again, a good lesson in adversity to learn how we can cope with those types of mechanisms when something, there's, a, there's an upheaval. Like you'd expect a wing would be easy to cover. It's not, especially when you've got four forward reserves. And I wouldn't expect Ricky to have a wing reserve or just a centre reserve sitting on the bench. I think that's a waste of a substitute with someone like John Bateman there um, or Elliott on the other side. I think we can easily combat it, but it certainly rocked us in the first half with BJ back on the wing. You'll notice with that try that uh, Croker scored prior to half time when Joel Thompson offloaded the ball uh, to Parker and Parker made that run down the sideline. BJ was 40 metres downfield as a winger waiting for a kick. He should have been up in the line so he could have snuffed that play out very quickly. He was a bit lost, but once again, it's a good lesson in adversity about how we can overcome those things during the bigger games towards the end of the year if this type of thing happens again. Once again, just a learning curve, and we'll learn from it for certain. Number four, I've gone for uh, Nickel Clockstack. Now, I thought he's going the he still seemed a bit proppy on the knee to myself. Um, and I thought on the weekend when we really needed him out wide, I felt he could have been more impactful running off Jack or supporting John Bateman out wide. I felt he was a little bit too much around the center of the ruck. You'll notice a couple of times in the play the ball area, he was like one step behind the play the ball or behind our line. Um, but I think in attack, we need his impact now to start doing those sweep moves that Jack did so beautifully as a running fullback. So I'd like him to just start to explore our edges a bit. I know how damaging he is out around the middle with his step and his swerve and his bulk, but I think if we can get a lot more impact from him, if he can start to explore, as I said, those edges on Jack's side, uh, as well as John Bateman's side, coming up in these games. I really think he can be a lot more, um, uh, have, have a lot more force for us in attack if he's exploring those areas as well as the middle. He, once again, just seems a little bit proppy on the knee. Had a great game, um, his defence was great, his kick returns were awesome, he was safe under the high ball. Another week off just to get over that little knee niggle. I think he'll be back on top of the pops this weekend for sure. Uh, number five, I've gone for John Bateman. Once again, he had a couple of misses on the weekend. I thought he handled T'Powell, uh and those guys really well. Uh, And what I liked about him, he had a little bit of crap about him on the weekend. He was hitting guys on the head, within reason, he didn't get caught for it, but he was just letting them know that he was around and I think that's what our side's been lacking the last couple of years is sometimes we just seem too nice. Uh, The likes of BJ is one that doesn't give a crap in relation to opposition players, but sometimes our guys just seem a little bit too nice. Bateman is a nice, he doesn't have any, he doesn't know apologies to anyone, he doesn't really know anyone, but I thought he had a fantastic game again. Just he skip across field, he just puts defences in two minds, uh, and that will cause Penrith some problems this weekend, which I'll cover in the top 10 preview uh, later on this week, but I thought Bateman was great. Number six, I've gone for Havili. Once again, I thought he was awesome off the bench. He's just a real monster through that middle third for us now coming on after the 20-25 minute mark, um, I'd probably like to see him explore some runs out of dummy half and maybe give Hodjo some options at first receiver. Just to break it up a bit, uh, Havili is a normal number nine and he knows how to go from dummy half. So as I said, just to break things up and, and, and just to stem the tide of oppositions, able to see what we're going to do with Hodjo out of dummy half is maybe Havili just take some quick dashes from Domi Harp. The guy is big, so he's gonna suck in two, three, four defenders to get him down. Hodjo, first receiver, you just never know. But I thought Havili was fantastic again for us on on Saturday, uh, on Sunday. Sorry. Um, moving on to number seven, I've gone uh, Emre Gula and Jack Murchie. They just seem to be a, maybe half a yard slow than what the likes of Hudson and Horsburgh were. Once again, when you're winning games, it seems a bit different. I thought Emre did a lot of gritty work. I thought Merchie's, some of Murchie's defence was rock solid, but a couple of times they just got caught out with the speed of the game and getting back to marker, or in Jack Murchie's case, trying to get back to an edge, um, because that's where he is required based on the reshuffle. So look, these guys will learn. Uh, it's a great experience for them as well, uh, but they just seem just to be a touch off the pace on the weekend, but that will come with more game time in the top grade. Number eight, I've gone the grind. Once again, I just felt we lacked it a little bit on the weekend. With those stats, as I mentioned, for us to hang in as long as we did was awesome. Uh, But that's what the grind's about. It's just, it's, it's a mental thing. It's not ability, it's just mental to stay in the game, to stay in the race. And we did that. And once again, that's a really, really good test for us for later on in the year. Number nine, I've gone intimidation. I mentioned that with John Bateman before, uh, and I think we've now set that base with some of the players we've got, like your Ryan Sutton's and your Johnny Bateman's, that we can start to intimidate sides like probably we have been in recent years. Uh, As I said, we're at a level now uh, where sides are looking over their shoulder at what the Raiders are doing, and I think we've got some real X factors in there. And with intimidation, I don't mean dirty, I just mean to use the abilities we've got in attack and defence to start to intimidate sides and maybe have them beaten sometimes before they even take the field. Um, And if you can get that mentality into some sides, then you're halfway to winning a game of football, uh, even more so. So I'd just like to see that intimidation factor continue um, with John Bateman leading the charge, obviously, and just let sides know that we're not gonna cop any crap, either at home or away, uh, and we're here to mean business. Number nine, sorry, and number 10 I've gone for next week. Now the beauty with rugby league, Guys, in 26 rounds and semis, there's always next week, and next week is going to be here in four days with our game against Penrith, guys. So keep the faith. We've got to have belief in the side, uh, which we all do. Yeah, it was a downer last. Uh, it was a downer last weekend, but it wasn't as bad as everyone's making out. Um, so, guys, in the forums and your comments in the media, um, stay strong. As I said, we're going to have ups and downs. There's no way we're going to go 25 and one, and we'll get back on the horse this week, re-establish that commitment and that intensity we started the year off, and I'm sure we'll come away with the win. So guys, that's my top 10 for this week. As always, thank you so much for the support. Uh, You can find me on my Facebook page at Berkey's Top 10, at Twitter at Berkey Top 10. My YouTube channel's up and running, so you can search me at Berkey's Top 10 on YouTube and subscribe to all the previous uh, previews and post-reviews and some other stuff I'm now going to add, and I'm now refreshing the podcast as well to go out to all the platforms uh, through podcast land so I'll have some updates on that on my Facebook page as well over the next couple of days. So guys, look forward to seeing you on Friday or Saturday this week for my uh, preview of the Panthers game. Enjoy your week, guys, and as always, bleed green. This is Berkey out.